AAA members enjoy exclusive rates and benefits with Hertz. Plus, join the Hertz Gold Plus Rewards program to unlock even more perks. So whether it's a family road trip or rental for your weekend getaway, book and save today at AAA.com slash Hertz. Let's go! Nicknamed the Valley Isle, this place might as well just be called Paradise. It's 735 square miles of overwhelming natural bliss. A place where lush green rainforests meet hilly volcanic slopes. Crystal clear waters shimmer like diamonds under the sun. And when the sun goes down, the sky palettes are legendary. Delicious farm-to-table food, mountaintop cowboy ranches, and warm-hearted locals who naturally embrace the fine art of hospitality. This week, we're setting sail for Maui. You'll hear about the culture of the people, what to do and see on the island, what to eat, and how the community is coping after the August 2023 wildfires. I'm joined today by Leanne Pletcher, Director of Public Relations and Marketing at the Maui Visitors and Conventions Bureau. Thank you so much for joining us today, Leanne. We are so glad that you're here. I have been following the tragic news out of Maui. And so I know this has to be a busy and difficult time for you and your colleagues and your neighbors. So I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to come chat with us and to give us your perspective on visiting and on what makes Maui so awesome. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is a real privilege to be able to share what's happening on Maui. We're so appreciative of all the outpouring of prayers and donations and support that the island has received since the wildfires in early August. So we are just so grateful for that. It's been incredible and almost overwhelming. I think by now, all of our listeners know what we're talking about, that there was a terrible fire in August in parts of Maui. And we also know that like so many of our favorite islands in the world, Maui is heavily dependent on tourism. I've seen different recommendations on visiting Maui now in the wake of the fire. And I want to separate fact from fiction. What do you want travelers to know right now about planning a vacation to Maui? Maui needs you more than ever. As we go through our recovery from the wildfires in early August, we need you to come and help support our community, help our local businesses keep everyone thriving. We are just so appreciative of all the support we've had from our visitors throughout the years that have kept this island so vibrant and so healthy. And it's helped generations of people from having these positions at the different hotels. You know, you hear stories of a lot of these hotel workers that have been there for 30 years plus and have made so many friends. And it's like inviting your family back. We really need our family to just keep coming back and support our community. For people who want to come visit and support the Maui community, what's the best way to stay informed about travel updates? We do have a great website for that, gohawaii.com forward slash Maui, and there's a Maui travel updates banner you'll see there. So it'll give you all the information that you need about what's open and how to travel here. Tourism is a big support for the islands and our community as it supplies a lot of jobs. And we're just asking visitors to travel with compassion and uh, support local businesses. We're using the term malama, which means to take care of. And in that sense, to maybe look at a volunteer opportunity. 
we've had a number of the local businesses that we're working with to help get that message out there that, yes, do please come and be a part of this recovery effort and support these folks. It's our hope, too, that a lot of these visitors will go to the unaffected parts of the island, like South Maui, Wailea, Kihei, upcountry, East Maui, including Hana, and upcountries like Haiku and Paia. When you come visit, it's going to be a different kind of a visit, right? You're going to be encountering people who have really been through something. And so how do you recommend that travelers interact with the locals? What's a respectful and compassionate way for people to behave? Anyone that you come in contact with, just show compassion, be patient with them. Just that aloha, showing that love and respect is important. So for anyone who has never been there before, can you walk us through the geography of the island of Maui? The shape of Maui is kind of unusual, so it's a little hard to to describe. Someone has said it looks like a shoulder and a woman's head. So the shoulder part is where you would find central Maui, which is Kahului, Wailuku, and then we have south Maui, which is Wailea and Kihei, and west Maui is Kapalua, Kahana, Kaanapali, and Lahaina. West Maui, South Maui are the warmer temperatures, whereas you go up country and towards Hana, you're going to have more rain and cooler temperatures. Going up towards Haleakala National Park, there's a lot more vegetation because of the higher elevations. There's Kula, Makawao, these small towns that are great to go visit. On the way up, there's Paia, which is a beach town. It's West Maui that was affected, right? Yeah, so it was West Maui, specifically the the Lahaina area that was affected. Most of those in West Maui have been closed up until now. Are they still closed? Actually, a lot of them have been open, but they've been helping to accommodate everyone that's here for the efforts as well as the residents who have been displaced. So people who've been to Maui haven't been to Maui just once. They go and then they keep going because it's that special of a place. So What is it that makes it special and why do people keep coming back? The people here, they show so much aloha, the variety of experiences. If you want to go to a winery or a brewery, we have that. If you'd rather be at the beach and enjoy the amazing Pacific Ocean, whether it's surfing or snorkeling, there's that option. There's also the small towns to explore and all of our events. There's so many things that you need to come several times to be able to capture all the different experiences. Tell me about some of the food and drinks people can expect when they come to Maui. What's special? What's unique? We have so many amazing farmers and farms here on the island and In the past few years, there's been a big movement towards using those locally sourced ingredients. We also have had a real food truck explosion since COVID and just a lot of talent here on the island. Everyone from Sheldon Simeon, who is on Top Chef, to Peter Merriman. He's the one that actually instigated the whole farm to table movement. So we have a wide range of amazing culinary talent on the island. There's a lot of great food, everything from your local fare from Locomoco to Pacific Fusion, the fresh fish here is amazing. It's making my mouth water a little bit just thinking about it. I'm a big fan of shave ice with ice cream. That is just my favorite thing in the world. I eat it at least once a day when I'm in Hawaii. Oh my gosh. Yes, it doesn't get better than that. So I want to talk about Hawaiian culture, specifically this concept of aloha. 
I was reading an article from a Lahaina local and they were flying to Honolulu after they lost their home. And he saw tourists taking photos on the flight of the damage. And after the flight, he approached them and asked them to delete the photos saying that's not aloha. We just don't do that here. And so what do you think he meant by aloha in this situation? And how do we show up with aloha in our hearts and in our suitcases before we even land? What he meant by that is, you know, as we're trying to treat every guest as ohana or family, you need to reciprocate and show our community that aloha to protect Hawaii and the people of Hawaii. And now the AAA Travel Minute presented by Hertz. Let's go. One of Maui's most famous attractions is the legendary Road to Hana, a spectacular journey along Maui's eastern coast. The road is only 52 miles long, but you'll want to plan a full day to navigate the route and savor the rainforest, waterfalls, and incredible island views. You can join a guided tour, but if you want to drive the road to Hana yourself, you'll want to keep in mind a few key points. For starters, drive as slowly and carefully as you like, but use pullouts to let faster drivers pass. Look ahead for one-lane bridges in tight areas and yield for oncoming traffic. Don't stop on bridges or park where you see no parking signs. East Maui weather and road conditions can be unpredictable. Great information is available at hanamaui.com slash maka'ala. A AAA travel advisor can help you explore the various options available to properly enjoy Maui and the road to Hana. This was a AAA Travel Minute presented by Hertz. Let's go. I've been to Hawaii, and I think aloha is truly the backbone of what makes the people so genuinely hospitable. And really, this is such a lovely sentiment to keep in mind anywhere we travel. Along with embracing aloha, what experiences would you recommend for visitors who want to engage more deeply in Hawaiian culture? As far as Hawaiian cultural experiences, there are a number of opportunities. The resorts have cultural ambassadors and experiences, as well as centers where people can go. We do have an extraordinary number of different festivals, everything from the food festivals to entertainment. And the Maui Arts and Cultural Center is a great venue for that, as well as a number of our resorts. We have a lot of cultural events, everything from Gathering of the Voyagers to it's, yeah, it just runs the whole gamut. So we do invite people to come. And those are more unique experiences when they come for the events themselves. One of the cultural experiences that's actually tied in with our Malama Hawaii volunteer experiences is a Kipuku Oluwalu. And when you arrive, they go through the cultural protocol of being invited to the space. And then once you get into the space, they'll go through a ceremony of everyone kind of introducing each other, getting to know who you're with and to show respect for the island. And they teach about the cultural practices and of harvesting the kalo, what it's used for. So there's kind of that on-the-ground experience that I think is the most valuable cultural lesson. Iao Valley State Monument Park in Wailuku, which is another cultural historical place, you need to make reservations for your parking for that, as well as Wayanapanapa State Park. So our two state parks require advanced reservations for parking now. So you want to keep that in mind if you visit those spots. And Wayanapanapa State Park is in East Maui and is an incredible black sand beach. 
So a number of our canoe clubs, as well as the resorts, have these amazing outrigger paddling experiences where they go through the whole history of that experience and why it's so important. I think in a nutshell, the Hawaiian culture just shows a lot of aloha and it's very welcoming. I think that's a big reason why my husband and I moved to the islands. We had actually gotten married on the island of Hawaii. And my first time there, I just felt that sense of aloha and welcome. And so if you let it resonate with you, it kind of stays with you. I can attest to that. I remember my first visit and it got me good. It's just a magical place. Is there a specific season people should visit Maui or is it a year-round destination? It's pretty much a year-round destination. I think for the whale watchers, certainly, you know, coming in in the winter months is best. We are a lot busier during the festive season or from Christmas through New Year's. The summertime is actually quite busy with folks traveling from the West Coast for their summer vacation travels. So the spring and the fall tend to be a little quieter months, but no, any time of year is amazing. What about temperature differences? How does it vary between night and day, for example, especially in the cooler months? So folks, when they do the sunrise or the sunset on Haleakala, some people will go up there with shorts and t-shirts. And I get it if you're from like Minneapolis and you're used to, you know, 40, 50 degrees, but the early morning hours, it can be as low as like 30 degrees. We encourage folks actually to take guided tours to Hana. That way you can sit back and relax while someone else negotiates all the curves and the bridges, and they'll take you to those special spots and be able to explain the history and the culture behind all those locations along the way. What kind of travelers would appreciate Maui? I know there's like a luxury side and then there's the adventurous side. So what can people expect when they come? At this point, we're really focusing on the mindful traveler, one that's going to show the compassion and want to give back and to take care of the island. And we've been doing that, actually trying to focus on that experience for quite a few years now, because we are an island and our resources are limited. We need to make sure that we conserve it and also have it there for future generations of travelers as well as people that live here. So we're looking for that person that's willing to spend some time volunteering and whether they're staying on the luxury side, which is the Wailea side and up in Kapalua, which is just truly beautiful experiences there. Or if it's the adventure traveler, you know, we have everything from the hiking to the zip lining to rappelling. There's water activities too, from the snorkeling or deep sea diving. Or people that just want to come and sort of eat their heart out here on Maui. There's You can go everything from the farmer's markets to the higher end dining. So you can spend a whole trip just sampling all the different culinary experiences. What kind of activities do you have for, say, an eco-traveler, somebody that's focused on sustainability and the outdoors? A lot of our volunteer activities, like the Kipuku Oluwalu I mentioned, uh, there's Ka'ehu, where you get to help do like beach cleanup, as well as planting and harvesting kalo, and that's in central Maui. The Sierra Club does hikes, and you get to help to eradicate invasive species or plant the native plants and trees. Maui County was one of the first to put through a an ordinance where mineral-only sunscreen is all you can use on this island. So we do have it available for purchase, as well as a number, about 20 of our county parks have dispensers with the mineral-only sunscreen for people to use. And we're participating in a number of the condos and hotels with the Rise Above Plastics, where you bring your own 
reusable container and there's water stations. Those are just a taste of the experiences for the eco-traveler. Are there any lesser known experiences that you can have? Anything that maybe doesn't make it to the front page always, but people just love it when they find it? The lesser known experiences are just really our small towns. You can really spend a lot of time exploring like Makawao, the Paniolo culture, the cowboys that came in to help. So there's a lot of ranches upcountry like that. And then even in Wailuku, which is in central Maui, they have an initiative through small town big art. And there's 30 or so murals that are throughout the whole town. And you can do a walking tour of the murals there. So that's something very different and a unique experience. And even at the Maui Ocean Center, they have a whale movie at an amazing dome. So the video or the movie itself, the whale is actual size that you're looking at. So not everybody knows about that experience that you can have here too. So those are just kind of a sampling of kind of those lesser known experiences. Is there a whale season in Maui? Yes, yes. In fact, we're very well known for the whale season. It typically starts around December 15th, although we have had quite a few years where the whales didn't get the memo and they show up a lot earlier. <laughs> so, And it goes through April 15th. Are these humpback whales? Yes, humpback whales. They migrate from Alaska. And when they come here, they are giving birth. And so they don't eat when they're here. So it's the mamas are giving birth and then they're here for the duration from December through April. And then they head back to Alaska. So do you get to see the babies? Yes, you do see babies on some of these excursions or even from the shorelines. You'll see the mama teaching the babies how to breach, which is truly incredible. And what's nice, too, is companies like Pacific Whale Foundation, when they take you out, they give you a full education of the importance of the whales and about the whole migration from Alaska and the whole breeding process. So yes, it's pretty incredible. There's a quote I read that sums this up from the Public Affairs Office of the Hawaii Tourism Authority. And it said, the two most important things to pack on a trip to Maui at this time are patience and grace, understanding that people have lost a lot. I agree wholeheartedly with Ilihia on that comment. It's just so important to come here with compassion. And as we welcome visitors back, that's that aloha that's so precious here and extended that we just would ask that you show that aloha back in terms of the patience and the compassion and just being sensitive. Leanne, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. If you're planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. I'm Angie Orth. Thank you for traveling with AAA.